Well, it's my pleasure to welcome into the golf club the 1987 winner of the Masters and all-round great guy, Larry Mize. Larry, how are you? I'm doing great. I hope you are. I'm doing great, Larry, and this is a real privilege for me to talk to you. Um, I can tell you, Larry, back in 1987, I was 17 years old, so I was I was in the golf at that point, but your shot on the 11th hole, in the, I think it's the second hole of the playoff uh, against Greg Norman, was a shot that really got me in the golf because um, – I just thought, it, and your reaction was so great, and uh, it's a real privilege to talk to you today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure for me to be with you. Uh, so before we get to um, the Masters and, and that week for you, uh, I know you're still playing on the Champions Tour, um, but w- what is your thoughts today, Larry, if you, look, if you take a look at the game right now and how it's changed since you were, you were playing in the 80s and 90s? Well, you know, that, that's a good question. It's, it's much more of a power game than it used to be with the, all that's happened with the equipment change. You know, length is, uh, you know, when I first got on tour, the longest hitters were way down the money list, not, not you know, down lower, not making as much. And the straighter hitters were up at the top. And that has completely changed. So, you know, the equipment with the, uh, the golf ball, a lot of it, and also the, the clubs has just changed it a great deal. And uh, the other thing that's big in golf to me now that people don't talk about, as a matter of fact, Arnold Palmer said this probably 20 years ago, is golf course agronomy. I mean, the golf courses are in such great shape that these young players are so good. There's not much you can do to keep them from shooting low scores because, number one, they're good. Number two, the golf courses are in such good shape, it's just uh, hard to keep them from shooting low scores. Larry, do you marvel when, I mean, because, you know, I mean, let's, let's not, when you were playing, I mean, there were some great golfers, including yourself, but, like, do you marvel when you see how far these guys hit the ball now? I really do. I mean, it's amazing, and they make it look so effortless. You know, it's not like they look like they're, no, nah, obviously sometimes they're coming out of their shoes, but they make some, they got great swings, great technique, and uh, they're amazing. They really are. You know, and you look at a guy, Larry, like Justin Thomas, who's like 155 pounds and can stripe it when he needs to, like 330 down the middle of the fairway. I mean, it just shows you technology. And you're mentioning, you know, the golf course, how I've changed. But, like, just, you know, I guess maybe the way players go about their offseason, if there is an offseason really in golf, has changed as well. Well, it really has. And I think, you know, workouts, I mean, I, you know, as, as I got on, you know, late 80s and especially early 90s, you know, guys started working out more and more than they did in years past. But uh, the workouts are just so, you know, specific to golf now. I think that the trainers have learned so much about what needs to be worked on that these, these, these guys and gals are just in great shape and they just are, you know, it's amazing. And that, that plays into another, another role why they hit it so far. They're in great shape and they're getting the right muscles strengthened and they're getting their flexibility good. So that's another big part of it. Uh, Larry, I know you spend a lot of time in the Champions Tour. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. You see some of the, you know, the great players like yourself that are still competing. Do you, do you enjoy going out there and, uh, and, and playing on the Champions Tour? I do. I really do. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, my career is, you know, I've only got the, you know, a year or two left that I think I'll be playing very much. But what I'll miss is just the camaraderie with my fellow players that I've, you know, known for so long. And, you know, we're in different cities. So when I'm home, you know, I got to work hard to, to stay in touch with them. But uh, I do enjoy the competition. It's, Especially when I play good, then it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I don't play good; it's not as much fun. But oh, it's great to get out there, and uh, it's uh, it's we're we're really fortunate and blessed to be able to do this for a living. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch for sure. And and uh, 
Larry, when I brought you on, I, I was talking about the 1987 Masters, and I'd like to talk to you a little about that now. Um, because, uh, you know, it was a three-person uh, playoff uh, between yourself, Savvy Ballesteros, and Greg Norman. But before we even get into any of that, Larry, take me, if you can go back, take me uh, through that week. Like, were you going in, you were playing really well at the time, but were you going in feeling pretty comfortable that you could win uh, at Augusta in, uh, that week? Well, you know, I, I came in, uh, in in good in good form, as they'd say. You know, I'd played well at the Players Championship, the the last tournament I'd played coming in. So, I was playing well, and and confidence was was high. Um, and you know, obviously, I went there to win. But you're, you know, to me, I'm just trying to get out there and you know get off to a good start. But I really felt good about my game and uh, was was excited about the week. You know, I'd, I'd shot. Uh, I shot 65 on Sunday the previous year to guarantee myself back in the tournament. And, you know, when you do that on the last round, it carries over to the next year. You come back with good feelings. Last time I played, I shot seven under. And so I, I came in feeling really good about that week. Larry, uh, when did you feel in the tournament? Was it Thursday, Friday, or, you know, uh, maybe on moving day? Did, did you like, you know what? I, I got a legitimate chance to win this thing. Oh, I don't think it was until Saturday after Saturday's round. <clears throat> you know, there's so much golf left, but I told my wife Saturday night, I said, you know, I'd, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I got a good feeling. I just had a, you know, a good feeling, and it, it happened uh, when I won my first tournament at Memphis back in 83. I had a similar feeling and uh, hadn't gotten that feeling often enough. I know that much, <laughs> but uh, but I did. I felt really good after Saturday's round. I What was a big, big part of the tournament was I, I hit it in the water at 12, and dropped and knocked on the green, made a putt for bogey, which was big to go three over for the day and kind of shooting myself out of it. But then I played three under from there to the house to get it back to even part for the day and get back in contention. And, you know, that gave me some momentum going into Sunday. So it was after that round I felt pretty good. I was uh, two shots back and in a good position to try and make a run on Sunday. Where, uh, for us who have never been a part of it, what, what is it like on Sunday – to compete competing for the masters oh you know it's it, it's a lot of fun i mean it's intense um but, you know that's why you practice all the time you put all that work in it to get in that position so you know you have to embrace it so i was i was playing with curtis strange and curtis and i were and our friends so that was a good pairing for me but it's just you know you, you got to stay in the moment and that, and that day i did a really good job of staying focused staying in the moment and just playing one, one shot at a time as it came to me. But it's very intense. I mean, that back nine with all the water on 11, 12, 13, 15, 16 really adds to the intensity, and it's uh, it, it really gets your attention. I've always felt like uh, if the shot on 12 going over that water doesn't get your heart in your throat, nothing will. But it's, uh, but it's a lot of fun, but it is definitely intense. You're a, you're a, tired, you're a tired golfer when you're done. Uh, absolutely, and uh, I, I'm curious, Larry, when when you know you talk about uh, it, sounds like you remember that round very well, some of the rounds very well. How often do you think about that? I mean, I, is it uh, like every once in a while does it, does a, the memory come up for you? I mean, you know, winning the Masters is is a life changing thing. Well, it really is, and I probably don't. I know years ago I didn't think about it enough. I was trying to say, okay, let's let's move on and put some things beside it, and you know major championships don't come along that often. So I, I really should have enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I should have dwelled on it a little more than I did. Um, but over the years, I, I've had a lot of fun dwelling on it, uh, but I still don't, 
focus on it a lot. You know, when people bring it up or, you know, you bringing this up today is, is great memories. I, it's always funny to me. People say, well, do you mind if I ask you a master's question? <laughs> I said, well, no, it's a pretty good subject. You can ask me. Yeah, that. right, okay right exactly. So, so I don't really dwell on it very much, but when I do, I really, it's, it's really hard to believe that I want it. I mean, I, you know, a kid from Augusta, Georgia, to play in the tournament was a dream come true and to win it was pretty incredible. So I'm every year I just go, wow, I, I, I did win it. It's just, it's amazing. It really is. It, it is amazing. And, and I was going to ask you about that. Um, being from that, being from Augusta, winning the masters, it's, it's storybook, Larry, it's storybook. Like, you know, what was that like after you won it your hometown, Augusta, Georgia? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the crowds in the town were so supportive of me, you know, when I even when I first got there in '84, uh, they were always great. Um, I think it was, you know, expectations can be a, a tough thing, but since it was such a good big tournament, I don't think they put high expectations on me. They were happy I was there, so that was a good thing. And after the win, I mean, the city just couldn't have been nicer. Um, I, I just they they have always honored me more than I deserve, and have been so supportive of me. It was. You know, like you said, it was kind of it is kind of storybook for me to, to to win there and and then to you know to beat two two great players in a playoff and then to have my favorite golfer Jack Nicklaus put the jacket on me. It, it's just it's an incredible week. It really is, and you have to pinch yourself, I guess, at some point because it's everything is just perfect. And I want to ask you about that playoff. So it's you, Seve Ballesteros, and Greg Norman. And Greg Norman, you know, has had his um, moments of heartache at Augusta. The year before, he has a chance to beat Jack, and he hits it crazy on 18. And then he's in the playoffs. Seve gets knocked out after the first hole. And if I memory serves me, you're to the right on 11, which is a tough hole. There's water there if you go over. And then take it from there, Larry. Tell, me, tell us about that chip in. Yeah, you know, I was uh, disgusted with my second shot. You know, I was trying to draw an iron in there. I had, I had five iron into the green, but it's such a such a tough shot because, you, you know, they put the hedge pin about two-thirds of the way back right near the water. So I missed it in the right spot. Obviously, you can't miss it left. But once Greg hit it on the right fringe, I felt a little better thinking, okay, I can get a good uh, good, good shot up there and put it close and put the pressure back on him because he's still, you know, 30 or 40 feet from birdie. And the best thing about the shot was there was only one shot I could play. I had to play a pitch and run with my 56-degree sandwich, the only sandwich I had at that time. And because anything landing on the green, I couldn't stop it. The greens were so hard and fast that year. So, you know, the worst thing in golf you can do is not commit or be indecisive over the shot. And there was only one shot to play. So it was really easy to be decisive and hit a good shot. And I knew I had to put it around the hole. So I had to hit a good aggressive pitch shot and put it close. And I picked the spot and where I wanted the ball to land. And I, I hit it right there. And I'm just frozen in time watching it because it looks really good. It looks good. And I don't know what's going in, but I know it's going to be close. And sure enough, it hits a pin, goes in, and I go running, jumping, screaming around like a madman. I was so, I was so excited. The the, re, the reaction was priceless. And uh, I, I got to imagine, like, when you hit it, as you said, you, you were just trying to get it close. When you saw it going in, though, were, were, I mean, you had to have been just in disbelief. I really was. And I think, you know, my reaction says it all. I mean, I just... I jumped up through the club. I had no idea where it went. My caddy, Scotty Steele, picked it up, and I was running around just screaming. I, I remember asking the CBS guys who did the camera. I'd see him later. I said, 
Don't hear me yelling. Oh, yeah. We heard you yelling. <laughs> it was just an unbelievable moment for me. Larry, what, what did you say to Greg Norman? Well, not much to say. You know, he congratulated me, and, you know, I said, I said thanks. And I remember ne- the next week at Hilton Head, I saw him in the locker room, and I wanted to tell him, hey, I thought you handled that situation really well. I just wanted to compliment him on being the champion as he is and handle it so well. So, but, you know, there's not much to say, you know. He congratulates me. I say thanks. And, you know, that's about all you do. Uh, I'm curious, Larry, what did you serve uh, the next year at the Champions Dinner? Well, you know, I was, I wanted to do something everybody would like because I thought they had to eat my whatever I chose, but that's not the case. They could order something else. Oh, really? I never, I never I mean, knew I'm, that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like uh, when Sandy Lyle had the haggis. Right. That's the, that's the one time I did not have, the only time I've not had the Champions Dinner. So <laughs> I ordered something off the, uh, you know, they have at the bottom, you could order a steak, a chicken, or a fish. Oh, so okay. I so, did that because hmm, I just, the haggis, I couldn't do it. Right, <laughs> so, right. But, so I had steak, and uh, because I'm, I'm a meat and potatoes guy, I like steak, and had steak, and uh, I think I had a ribeye, and potatoes, and green beans, and uh, of course salad, and all the, everything. And then I had peach, uh, peach cobbler for dessert being from Georgia's peach state. So I kind of had that as a little bit uh, from my, from my area. So that was it. And it was, you know, and it's just an incredible night. I mean, I I look forward to that night every year. I I was going to ask you, Larry, how great a night is that? Because, um, you know, so many great people who have won the masters and I, I have to imagine the stories, no matter who you're sitting next to are just incredible. Well, it really is. And, you know, I was very fortunate to come along when I did. I mean, I've been, you know, to be with, you know, going back to, you know, Herman Kaiser, Henry Pickard, uh, Gene Sarazen, and then you move up to Mr. Nelson and Sam Sneed. And, you know, just to be with those gentlemen that I didn't know a lot of them. I mean, I had met, uh, I'd met Mr. Nelson. Of course, I'd met Arnold and Jack and, and Gary Player. But, um, you know, it was just, it's amazing. And to hear the stories and, you know, Jackie Burke was always uh, it's one of the greatest storytellers. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a treat to listen to him tell stories. So to be with those guys and what it was like when they played and to hear things, it's, 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 it's just a very, very special night. Will you be going back this year? Oh, yeah. I'll be going back. Have, where I'll, be you going ha- back I'll be going back every year. Oh, great. Uh, eight, the two wins that Tiger had, the, the one, Tiger's first win and then the last one, um, can you think of two bigger wins? I mean, I know you consider your win big, but like just changing the game, like the first one, Tiger won, you know, he won by such a wide margin. And the second one, after all the injuries and having, having won a major basically in a decade to come in there and win it like that to two pretty historic moments at Augusta, don't you think? They really are. You know, the, the, I think of those two and of course Jack's last win with yep. uh, Jack Jr. on the bag. Yep. Uh, those are those, those wins right there are just, uh, you know, they don't come along very often. And to, uh, you know, that, like I said, Tiger's wins, Jack, that last win of Jack's was amazing. And for Tiger to come back and do what he did is uh, very incredible. And obviously that's why he's, you know, one of the, one of the greatest players ever played the game. Hey, Larry, this was a real pleasure. I really appreciate picking up the phone and taking time to reminisce about uh, that great Masters win. And I really appreciate joining us today in the golf club. Oh, you bet. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be with you.